Hello and welcome to In Your Own Time, the podcast that believes that it's never too late to try something new. I'm your host, Sarah Ogunowa, and I am on a quest to prove to you and myself that learning a new skill, discovering your passion or becoming what you've always dreamt of can happen at any stage of life. As I approach 30, I'm starting to get the feeling that I've somehow missed my chance at achieving my goals and I know I can't be the only one who has this fear. It sometimes feels like society is telling me that I might have missed the boat. So, each week, I'm going to sit down with someone who has ignored these societal expectations and has accomplished their goals in their own time. Whether it's learning to cook at 32, becoming a hairstylist at 40, or discovering your faith at 62, we are going to dive into these inspiring stories to reassure you that age is just a number and that the right time to do that one thing you've always wanted to do is right now. So get comfortable and enjoy as our guests share their unique journeys with us. Today I'm joined by Isabella who became a camera assistant in her 30s after initially pursuing acting. So let's start with you telling me about what your life was like before you joined the camera department. As an actress, it was fun and it was exciting and I love the thrill of jumping on board different projects and kind of being at the whim of, you know, other directors of my agent's choices but it was pretty sporadic you know like you get a job a big job let's say once in a blue moon in between you're doing a lot of castings a lot of auditions going to meetings going to workshops trying to find you know that like dream job so I'd say my main takeaway of what my life was like before becoming camera assistant was not in my control so very much at, as I say at the disposal of other people's choices Okay. And what was that like for you emotionally when you're sort of waiting for someone else's word before Mm. you can make your next step? How was that sort of having your next step in someone else's hands? It's scary. And I'd say it's, it's quite demeaning. And that's not to say the whole acting world is a demeaning place. But there is something quite disheartening about, you know, um, having sorry having the ambition to be something your entire life. You know, I was performing on stage since like the age of five and it's always what I dreamed I would be and what I thought I'd be and suddenly you get into the quotation mark professional side of it and it's just not what you expect so yeah it's quite demeaning demoralizing and I'm sure we'll probably touch on this later but there's definitely added elements being a woman that mm-hmm. make it a lot tougher um, and as a young woman I definitely had some very difficult uh, encounters with especially male directors or male producers, mm-hmm. you know, verging on like, um, you know, borderline harassment situations and not to get too deep and dark into it straight away. But I think there's definitely a power play that needs to be addressed and it is being addressed. Um, but I was definitely in the heart of that in my 20s, I would say. How did you find you would keep yourself motivated during that time? There were days where I definitely felt motivated. Like I'd go to a casting and I'd come out and I'd be like, wicked, okay, cool. Whatever the outcome, I did well. Mm. Or, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. And then you wouldn't hear and then that motivation goes down and the disillusionment comes in. So I'd say it was a real up and down, like waves, as I do that with my hand. But, you know, (laughs) complete waves of uh, moments. So, yeah, I don't know if I was always fully dealing with it or if I was just pushing through. Um, Did you see there were specific changes that were happening as you were getting older? Yes, uh, for sure, for sure. You know, when I started uh, fresh from uni, I was like, what was I, 21? Um, Because I went to uni quite early. You know, all the roles, uh, it was lots of music videos, classic Girl Next Door vibes, um, bit of short film work, lots of commercial work. And then there's this funny transition as you get to your late 20s where you're 
put in this position where your agent's like, oh, so obviously now, um, you know, you're starting to mature as a woman. You're like, sorry, late 20s, mature. Are you kidding me? Anyway. <laughs> I mean, she kick out the yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And the thing is, he, he was a lovely agent and, you know, uh, it's no sort of a shade to him, mm. but it's the way that that subject is tackled. It's just so inevitably awkward. And yeah, you start to realize that the jobs coming in are just different. And if you haven't, in quotation marks, made it, as a woman by those years, you are just in this strange in-between space where you're like, okay, so I can't go forward for those roles. And the next roles are basically major parts, you know, in, and, and in a way I haven't got there yet. So yeah, that, that's like a really... a gap there. There is, there's yeah. a complete gap. Has that made you think differently about your age when that was happening? Yeah, massively. I mean, it made me feel completely paranoid about my age, which I think is crazy to think now. And I still have days, of course, you know, we're all human. And those paranoias, especially for me as a female actress, seep in a lot. But then I also now look back on that and think, gosh, I was so worried the whole time and just can affect you in so many different ways and it's so ridiculous you know it is it's like even though again to cut back to my company plunge like even though I was working and doing so much work that was about female empowerment embracing all the changes we have as as women over the years it's crazy to think that behind the scenes I was still terrified of the age thing because it doesn't actually matter I think honestly what part of either that industry you're in or in career in general and obviously you know it's (laughs) why you've done this podcast but those paranoias and those worries are there and I think they're very like societally instilled uh, for us to feel them and especially as women I think we feel that pressure there's like a different layer as well as a woman yeah exactly so talking about now you're transitioning to behind the camera Um, when did you start thinking about making that transition so it was actually during COVID uh, in lockdown Um, so as I mentioned earlier my partner Tristan he is a cinematographer and we were filming an audition tape and poor Tristan had to jump in for a few audition tapes with me because obviously I couldn't is he good he he was quite good yeah he did did all right bless him (laughs) Um, so we had this chat and he said oh well you know how would you feel if it was the other way around and you had to suddenly do camera work or something something like that. I can't remember how it came about. And I was like, hmm, well, what do you mean? He was like, well, you know, if you had to suddenly jump behind the camera and do a, a role that was behind camera, it, it's hard to change, you know, your thinking and, and how you work. And I, anyway, and I sat on it and I was like, hmm. And he said, would you ever do that? And I was like, well, there is a part of me that's always wanted to go behind the camera, actually. You know, it's so funny because people know me as this, confident actress let's say and I've always been a performer I've always been quite extrovert but I cannot tell you how much there are some days I want to walk on set and just be hidden and be behind the scenes and be like not seen and not judged on the way I look and not you know thought about this way or that way just been judged on my technical ability anyway at first I was quite resistant because you know that voice to me was like you're a failure if you don't be an actress forever and you know all the voices of my life where people have been oh you will you'll make it one day or you'll you'll be that Hollywood star kind of thing let's say and so there was all these things running through my head he said look there's this short film coming up why don't you just come on set with me and work as a trainee and I was terrified Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you I was more scared than any film acting job or or theatre job or anything I've ever done I was so petrified and I almost didn't do it I, I honestly was like no no this is I what, feel like what was the most scary thing about it you I think, think the imposter syndrome yeah. the fact that like two things imposter syndrome coming on set and being a completely different role and not knowing anything I mean the person above me is going to be the second camera they are going to be much younger probably and then my own internal voice 
thinking I was a failure for changing. When we spoke previously, you mm. you mentioned about that fear of failure, especially when you want to change careers. And I think it's quite universal, actually, with a yeah. lot of people who started out as something else or started doing something else mm-hmm. and have tried to change uh, their careers or even just a, a slight part of their career. Why do you feel like we see that as a failure? I guess I'm going to speak to it from a performer, so a creative's perspective, let's say, um, is that there's a strange thing when you're an, an artist, I think, where your whole life, whether your family or friends are on board with it or not, they kind of believe you're going to do it forever because what else could you possibly do and what else could you have to offer? And you're kind of put in this box of like, well, that's what you wanted, so you better make it work, you know. Yeah. And often you sacrifice a lot. And I'm not saying that anyone else doesn't, you know, in, in any other career, but I just know as an artist you sacrifice a lot in terms of time, in terms of money, in terms of actually giving up money. And, yeah, you carve out a life for you that's very specific and slightly alienating. And I think that's funny. At first, people, especially family, friends, sometimes I think could be worried because they're like, well, what, what does your career look like? And then they get this kind of obsession with you, like, you know, oh, well, it's amazing you do what you love. Oh my God, that's so incredible. And then you get to a pressure to stick at that because, well, it's what you love. And if you don't do that, then what hope is there for any of us? And it's kind of that, I've always found that just such a strange double-edged sword. So I think it's it's that. It's mm. the pressure of what you think everyone else will think if you do it. And inevitably, when you do do it, it's actually your own voice that's telling you that because no one else thinks that and everyone yeah. else is normally like wow that's wicked <laughs> exactly oh my gosh that's so cool what you do now um anyway so yeah I think it, it comes from external you take it inside and then you keep it with you and it's so hard to extricate that from yourself yeah so we're going to speak now about you making that transition yes. tell us about the moment you know the first couple of weeks or days when as you were working as a camera assistant yes yeah, so that first short film uh, I mentioned earlier I went on as a camera trainee uh, and it was a lovely little short it was actually f- shot on 35 millimeter film oh, so actual so film cool. yeah, yeah which was quite the deep end to be thrown in <laughs> um, and I worked with uh, a couple of assistants uh, a guy called Hermes who was the first assistant and a guy called Luke who was the second um, who are absolutely wonderful and I owe them like actually a lot of thanks for that day and those three days making me feel comfortable anyway Mm. so yeah so I came on as a camera trainee and I remember stepping on that set and looking at all the camera boxes and going oh my god I don't even know what to open what (laughs) to do what is the protocol I mean obviously I've been on set as an actress I know how roughly how the camera team work I know set protocol but my goodness it's so different overwhelming I can imagine yeah you know and I actually think the crew uh, the cast and the director of that film really made the day like empowering for me and I felt actually much better by the end. I must say the first two, I think it was three day shoot in the first two days I was super nervous and mm. couldn't quite get my head in it. I'll be honest. I actually almost didn't come back on the second day <laughs> yeah. and I remember talking to Tristan and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do it, but I did. And I think it was that moment where I realised it was always going to be a bit like that for a while, you know, pushing through that fear mm-hmm. and that nothing will be perfect the first time you do it. I think that's another thing I really took away from that day. I look back on it now and I think, oh, my gosh, it felt so deep and actually it wasn't that deep. But, mm. yeah, I think that's a really important thing for people who wanting to start something new, remembering that when you first start, it's not, it might not actually be like as easy Mm. as you think it's going to be and actually that fear 
can sometimes be a good thing because it means that you're sort of you're shaking yourself out of where you were before you're trying something new you're finding out something new about yourself as well yeah um so as you were taking steps forward towards camera work how are you feeling about acting because I know you're still doing it on alongside so I'll be honest on that shoot I remember there was a point in the day I was probably quite tired and I was watching one of the actors perform and she was an incredible actress actually really young and just just wonderful and I just had a moment I just got a bit sad I was like oh is this what I want to be doing because you know is is this now like is that it kind of thing and I remember in that moment texting my old group of friends from school and I was like, I'm just having this moment on set where I'm doing the camera work, but I'm just watching this actress and she's amazing. And I just think, have I just, you know, left behind a huge part of me? And I remember one of my friends, Sarah, just messaging me like, you know, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't just mean that this one day you decide to start doing something different, that the other thing falls behind. And I definitely had that for a while. And then I started to just squash that voice a bit because it's actually just not helpful you know it didn't do anything for me it didn't make me get more acting jobs in fact I think it did the opposite and when I started to really embrace the camera work for what it was and the fact that I was actually honing an incredible skill I mean part of an incredible team camera teams every single one I've worked with are just amazing like honestly there's so much support so much like camaraderie um I just realized holy lord like all this time I've been doing so many acting jobs where I feel so alone here was this team on set I could have been part of that made me feel so welcome and so deserving, mm-hmm. even if I didn't think I was deserving. Honestly, yeah. they did do that. And I think that it's a huge shout out to all the camera teams I've worked with. But yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't tried. No, no, exactly. I thought it'd be the opposite. Actually, I really thought I would be kind of pushed out and shunned for not doing it the conventional way, which I guess would have been to go to you know a film school and do, which is obviously an incredible way to do it. And I, I work with so many assistants, obviously you do that route and I think it's amazing. But yeah, I was very lucky. Like in, I had Tristan and his teams to help like teach me. So now you're in the camera life, mm. which is so exciting. What's been your favorite thing about working in the camera department? Oh gosh, there's a few. Um, I think, uh, well, traveling is super fun. We do definitely get to travel to some fun places. Uh, But before that, I would say actually getting a really tough job, like something that's really difficult to film and getting to the end of it and smashing it. You know, like actually finishing those films or those tougher shoots where you're like, I don't know how we're going to do this, but Mm. you do. I was recently on a a, a short sci-fi series, which I can't obviously disclose what it's about or anything but yeah really cool (laughs) incredible incredible team um and the days were they were you know they were they were pretty tough it was a really ambitious project um an incredible one I can't wait to see it but I just felt by the end of that I think we were on about six different shooting weeks of it and you just feel so close to that team and everyone is doing it for the passion everyone is doing it because they want to make something amazing and I love that. I truly love it. And a lot of those people we've made friends with now. And I'm, yeah, I can't wait, hopefully, to work with them again. Oh, that's um, lovely. Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> it's so nice to hear about, you know, taking that step and finding a new community as well yeah, through exactly. taking that step. What do you think is a benefit of your age now that you're a bit older? Because I think we hear so much about you getting older. Oh, my God, you can't do this. You can't do that. There's a lot of advantages that come with getting older. How do you feel like your age is actually helpful with what you're pursuing right now? I think it's immensely helpful. I do not think I could have done this in my 20s. I think I would have tried it and been so bogged down in making it as an actress that I would have thought oh this is no way there's no way I can 
hone and change myself because you know I have a little bit when I'm on set as a camera assistant I'm not the same you know person that I'm on set as an actor or whatever um yeah I, I wouldn't have thought I could do it and I wouldn't have thought I should do it and I am a lot sure of myself in my 30s 100% and if someone speaks to me you know a bit directly or a bit uh, you know not say rude but there's definitely elements and moments on set when you're working as uh, the technical team that the people are just direct and they're quite forward and it's quite abrupt and I would have melted if I'd been spoken to like, like, like that <laughs> spoken to like that when I was in my 20s and maybe some people can be I'm sure of course um, but I, I personally just couldn't have I wasn't I was too vulnerable. I was too worried about what people thought of me. Um, so I think, yeah, with that age, it brings that sense of self-assurance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. And I do think, you know, there's a, there's a hunger to learn again suddenly. You know, I actually had that. I didn't have it in my late, late 20s. I don't know why. I mean, probably for many reasons. But I suddenly became like, no, I, I actually want to perfect that skill. I want to get better at it. And suddenly when you realize you're starting to do it and people let's say compliment you or they say oh wow you've you've you know you've learned a lot since i last worked with you you're like okay i can learn more i can do more i'm um, capable of more yeah, yeah exactly exactly that's amazing. i really resonate with uh you know in your early 20s even in like in a corporate setting like if anyone senior comes to speak to you just so nervous then as you get older you're just like you're just a person it's fine yeah. i can manage this Absolutely. so i think that is universal actually that understanding which is really cool yeah um you're still pursuing acting which yes. is great <laughs> um how do you feel like your experience in this more technical role has actually helped inform the way you approach acting now I think it's helped hugely, actually. Um, I'm working on a film at the moment and there's something in it I have to learn, which is very technical. And it's amazing how that self-assurance I found doing camera assisting helps translate into acting. And I suddenly, not to say that acting isn't emotional, because it is, you know, you have to tap into a certain uh, emotional part of you. Um, but I do think it helps to have that sense of logic, that sense of calm and not worrying about what people think of you is incredibly refreshing. And I wish I'd found that earlier, but I didn't. And that's life. It's Your 20s are so consumed with what other people yeah, think of you 100%. as well. I think it's so. just, I, I think it, it's just how we're bread actually yeah I feel like we can't <laughs> no, get, shake it off until we hit 30 and then yeah. by then you're like oh okay fine yeah um and actually that break was really beneficial you know mm. I basically I'd say not done a big job for about yeah about three years and at first that was terrifying and now I'm sitting with it and now this job is coming up and I'm like okay that's why because this is something that's really exciting mm. and actually something I want to do and I'm not just doing acting jobs to please you know my agent or please I don't know, the wider community that I think cares, you know. Mm. I'm doing it because I want to take that job and I think it's a wicked role and I think it's empowering and, and awesome. And it's amazing because what you ended up doing is you took control out of feeling like you didn't have control at the beginning while you were acting. You took control and you started pursuing camera work and now you're able to pursue acting roles with a lot more control. Yeah, 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 which exactly. Is yeah, and, and I think for me that's the takeaway from it and what I would say to anyone else is, you know, that, fear to do something means that you come back to the original thing with such a better energy mm. and such a refreshing stance on it and yeah and like specifically for me I think camera assisting has given me that um, and also I have just also met like wonderful people who will be hopefully you know 
super helpful later on if I want to embark on like I was thinking maybe directing at yeah. some point. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, and it's like I just yeah, it's wonderful to make those teams and work with people that you think oh you're cool. I would love to at some point come back and work with you again. Yeah. Um, in a different capacity, acting capacity or directing. But yeah, anyway. That's so amazing. That. <laughs> so last thing, what advice would you have for anyone listening who feels nervous about taking the first step towards trying something new? I would say first and foremost, it's really normal to feel nervous. I think shutting down those feelings and trying to pretend that you don't feel like that actually weirdly makes it harder. Embrace the nerves and say, I'm nervous because it means something to me. And then take that meaning and roll with it. And also say it out loud, talk to someone as well. I think it's so nice to have a soundboard, someone to speak to, whether it's a friend, family, or, you know, even a therapist or someone just to, like, say out loud why you want to do it and why you're worried about it. And I think in that you'll find the power to do it. And that wraps up another episode of In Your Own Time. Thank you so much to Isabella for sharing her story with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues, friends and families. We will soon be launching a website with links to resources, so keep an eye out for updates on that and more by following us on social media at In Your Own Time UK, all one word. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. See you next time. (laughs) 